I will watch him in anything that he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cats? I have not watched that, so I take back everything that I said. <laughs> Nerd On. What is everyone? Welcome to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, where all levels of cowboys are welcome. Mm-hmm. In the Wild West, there are many names and people that become legends. Today, we go into the story of revenge. Sorry, let me just take that again. Today, we go into the story of revenge, <laughs> loyalty, and blood. Continuing our month of February episodes, we dive into Netflix's The Harder They Fall. Pew, 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 pew. I make pew, guns pew, pew. That's the blam, blams. Yeah. You have to be consistent. Today! Yeah, I had to, I had to, yeah. I, I felt it and I was like, mm, eh, that was wrong. Eh, eh, self-edit. No. no so, yeah. uh, but before we get into that, I'm Corey. I'm Tom. And I am Josh. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerd On Nation that is powered by Patreon. As a member of the Nerd On Nation. Diamond in the dark. I'll get you next time, Gadget. Next time. <laughs> <laughs> As a member of the Nerd On Nation, you do get early access to these episodes and the shit show they are sometimes. And you know what? We have fun here. So you're welcome. Question mark? We got and Pew! Yeah, and you get boner episodes that nobody else gets to hear but you. Uh, like this, uh, in actually in January, we did an episode where we did a deep dive into kind of the uh, backstage of being nerd on and how we do this and all that kind of stuff. And it was some really uh, juicy bits. Yeah. So check that out. And the minute where we break down something. Which flavor of anxiety did we have that month? There it is. <laughs> Blueberry. <laughs> doom. Um, and yeah, so check that out. And at the same time, you get to support us in doing this thing, this thing that we love to do. And we would love to do more of. So check it out. Nerdon.tv backslash Patreon. And consider joining the Discord. A lot of fun people. Uh, Nerdon.tv backslash Discord. The community keeps growing. And if you are a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get get channels that are only for you. Toss a coin to your nerd. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How many? At least four. At least four that are at the value of 25 25 cents. cents. USD. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, check out all those things. And a huge shout out to our partners, Apogee, Odyssey, and Embody Audio. Audio. Embody Audio. There it is. But that is the housekeeping. Uh, let's, let's, Let's go into this hard. Der. Der. Let's this, this should Let's be go into this hard falling episode. Yeah. Uh, let's fall into this conversation. There it is. There's the one. There let's, it is. This, let's fall into this episode. Yeah. That's the that's what we should have gone with. <laughs> so uh, we'll yeah. move on to our first two segments of the show. Uh the first one, which deals with the end of the show, which is going to be <gasps> Guess that Grump is the real people but fake stories. Oh, the ending is pretty freaking cool. Uh, so if you're brand new to Nerd On, you're welcome for that song. It's uh, called Real People Fake <laughs> Stories. Um, and uh, that's the actually the opening song to our show every every week. And yeah. if you haven't been paying attention, I don't know what you've been doing. But this is the part of the show where we're going to go around the table and guess who's going to have the lowest score for the episode. We're going to rate it from one out of five. And no matter how high the number is, the lowest one of the group will be the grump for the yeah. week. I've said it before. We've had plenty of 4.9 grumps. So mm-hmm. it's not out of the question. Or 4.2 grumps. Yeah, um, sure. So, um, it's true. And if we all happen to have the same number, then there's no grunt for the week. And then all yeah. of you get a shout out. 
But um, that being said, uh, I always explain, and Corey has to take the notes. I will guess that the grump for this episode will be Josh? Question mark? Okay. Question mark? Are you voting for Tom? Um, yeah, in the Sophie's Choice that this is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll, <clears throat> I'll, I'll vote. I'll, I'll John vote for, for Tom. I am, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go Josh. <laughs> it's uh this one's tough this one i think there's one determining factor that i think will if at all push you towards the grump more so than him uh so we shall see with that i will say this are you sitting at home going you fools uh because most of you did uh say that uh cory is going to be the grump <laughs> of this episode uh, you should have voted for him. Well, guess what? Wasn't you, it by like a landslide? You could speak with your dollars. Uh, and by dollars, I mean votes. Uh, if you join the Nerd on Nation powered by Patreon, you could vote in the uh, Guess That Grump poll. And if you get it right, you get a shout out on the show. And you get to be that guesser, gator, grumper, uh, grass-fed, gang. gang leader, uh, Redwood. Uh, uh, Red Hood's uh, gang. Guesser, grumper. <laughs> I just wanted to see uh, where you were going to go And at go the end of the year, Cherokee we will Bill. crown someone the ruler of all grumps. Uh, God Emperor. Whoever gets the most guesses right throughout the year. Uh, and with that, the Nerd on Nation has spoken loudly and picked me as the grump of the episode. Uh, he's going to accidentally piss, I'm not, pistol yeah, whip Yeah, he's going to pistol whip you for sure. For those of you <laughs> who, who aren't watching the video episode. That's uh, what I'm saying. You're going to accidentally do it. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm twirling a, 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 a prop pistol. It's got an orange tip. Everyone's safe here yeah. in the studio except yes. Josh, apparently. Uh, anyway, so that's the Nerd on Nation has spoken. So Tom and I technically each have one vote and you'll be going last with two votes. Um, yeah. So we can we can dive into the next part of our show. Yeah. So the next segment is going to be the complete spoilers Spoiler. of <laughs> that last segment. Let me do it alone. Thanks. No, <laughs> I, uh, which is going to be our first impressions and our initial reactions of said film. Uh, I'm gonna go last for the nation vote here. Okay, Josh suggests that I. Josh has the most votes. He does technically. Okay, so how about you go first? I'm gonna go first, and I gotta tell you, this came <laughs> out in like December or uh, November. I want to uh, say. Uh, I mean, August. it's in, it's in the notes. I'm completely wrong. It came out in October. October. Okay, I was close. Yeah, end of the year. <laughs> yeah, the end of 2021. Um, and hopped on it because our household is a major fan of Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. And Oh, uh, right, because of uh, Luther. Luther, right? Luther. Yeah. I mean, pretty much anything the he wire. touches. Rock and Rolla? Yeah. Oh, okay. Poor Ugly Man. Nobody just, usually knows Rock and Rolla. I love oh, yeah, that movie. Uh, I will watch him in anything that he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cats? I have not watched that, <laughs> so I take back everything <laughs> that I said. <laughs> There's you don't want to see his cat butthole? No. Hey, there's no butthole cut. Oh, I want the butthole cut. Ah, you would. So Idris Elba, uh, you, so were, Idris you jumped Elba. in in October? Yeah, jumped okay. in uh, like pretty much the weekend that it came out and was not disappointed. Mm-mm. I uh, This movie is just, I just walked away just going, wow, this is so much fun. Because I also, I grew up on Westerns mm-hmm. and uh, it has like, it has a little Quentin Tarantino esque yeah. vibe to it, uh, you know, seventies film, sixties film kind of esque. Um, so yeah. my vote, my thing that I said might push you over the edge, sounds like I was totally wrong. Is there is there is a lot of violence in this, but a lot yeah, of hard but violence. It's, it's within reason, and it's, okay. So I was wrong there. 
I thought the, uh, no spoilers, but there's a specific scene with Idris that I thought was like, that might push Josh over the edge. Yeah. But it made me flinch. Oh, sure. But. Oh, sure. It's all, it's all, it's all part of the show. But you and Bonnie, would you say you liked the movie? Yeah, you could, you could, you could make an argument for that. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, Tom? Corey. Okay. So me. Um, so I, I had caught wind of this film through Instagram, social media, and saw, you know, Regina King was kind of on fire during 2021 and 2020, coming off of Watchmen, then uh, then her uh, directorial film, uh, you know, with the last per, uh, performance of Chadwick Boseman. Mm-hmm. So uh, like, yeah. there, there was a lot of heat for Regina King coming in. And so, you know, one of the first shots you see is her like shooting a sh- like a shotgun and it's like, oh, okay, 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 Regina King. Um, and uh, so I, I saw this, I was like, okay, cool. You know, Regina King in a cool Western. And then you see the rest of the cast. And it was like, oh, shit. Oh. And I I would say it this way. Like, I really, really enjoyed the kind of, you know, know, if you look at the film, it's very, one by the numbers, a Western film. But if you look at kind of the DNA of it, there's a lot of kind of that same thing what Boondocks, the animated series would do, like of. Uh, blending in modern day hip hop culture into it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, with the soundtrack, the editing, the kind of right, and the director actually wrote a lot of those exactly, tracks. which is really cool. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that later on in another segment. But uh, it was to me the kind of perfect execution of normalizing like people of color in roles that were normally dominated by people, who, you know, white people. So yeah. like it was very cool to watch this and be like, this is how you do it. This is how you you make it where it's not like checking a mark or you know quote unquote virtue signaling right like let's you know do this story of like a person of color and all the tough things that they've gone through their life because they're a person of color it's like no Wild Wild West was just a tough time well at at that time I think I read somewhere that this was started the idea was the seed was planted off a statistic that said I think it was one in every three or one in every five cowboy at that time was black yeah and we don't learn about that very often (laughs) or ever and I mean like yep you know one of the most you know probably told stories of a Western hero who's black as Bass Reeves. And, you know, hearing more stories of him, you know, but how many stories do we get of Wyatt Earp and stuff like that. But um, it's not saying like tit for tat, there needs to be more, but it's like, this is how you just normalize it where it's like, you can have it all without it putting one lower than the other. And, right. Um, right, right, right. you know, like not every person's, you know, of color has to tell a story about the struggle of being a person of color. They could just be like, can I just tell a cool story? And that's yeah. it. Yeah. And, and you can highlight certain things of it and just be like, yeah, everyone has a certain depth and different stories to tell, but they all could live within the same genre and kind of fulfill different mediums. So I, I, I really enjoyed watching that in this in this display. And uh, I thought, honestly, it was it was so fun to watch as like you see the ensemble kind of interchange with each other. And you're kind of like, this person's really good at that. That person's really good at this. And everyone, you're just like, this is why I would say movies like this are why people who think that you need to have an origin movie for every character are always wrong. Yeah. Because it's like, <laughs> no, you gave me enough intrigue with every character. Yeah. yeah. And I want a story with all of them, but it doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. If there was just a sequel to it where new characters got developed or new An characters exposition doesn't need to be like slapped across your face. No, yeah. And that was one of my favorite things was like, I thought the opening title credit sequence for this was just like a well done musically entertaining thing, which you don't see. A lot of people just don't know how to do opening title credits that tell a story. I saw you post this. Yeah, yeah. that tell a story and then also set a tone and a visual, you know, like uh, a tone as well. But it, it was just like, this is really good. And it doesn't have to do too much. And there's no Michael Caine coming in being like, 
let me tell you the story. And it's like, oh my God. The bird. <laughs> you know, so like, it, 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 that was the exposition. And you're like, yeah. cool, I know these characters. And so without super spoilers of the, the of the film, I really enjoyed it. Okay, my turn. Uh, Nation. <laughs> I love you. <clears throat> you know that, like, you know, there's a, that, that Ren and Stimpy line, you idiot. <laughs> uh, I fucking loved this movie. It, it hit every check mark. Uh, as I'm watching it, you know, I'm going through like, oh, and oh, oh, it Oh, I wore the white pants for this yeah. movie. Yeah. Um, I had a, I usually on my second viewing for getting prepped for this, for these episodes, I will have a note open and I'll, yeah. if something comes up, I'll write it down. Oh, favorite part, favorite part. Mine just kept going. It, I didn't, I ended up stopping my notes because I was yeah. like, oh, I'll just write, I'll just bring the screenplay to the table and go, here's my favorite part. Uh, I, I really enjoyed, to, to your point, this this movie is a walks a really wonderful line between an homage to every western that's that's been made, but being like okay, but but here's our our version. This of is that. how we do it. Um, yeah. And and the the blend. Look, I I know some people have uh a, a um I've had friends in, in the past with other movies who have said that the immersion gets broken when modern day music is brought in. Mm. But I've always been someone like Knight's Tale, where the director's like, look, this is them singing this song is how they would have felt. Like the, this is our our comparable music, so I'm gonna put it in there so you have the same emotion. I, I, not at all did I feel uh, unimmersed by any of the music. In fact, I felt like it hit harder. Uh, but I mean, and the thing is, we've on this show we've covered things like uh, Afro Samurai, and, right? And and we've seen things like Cowboy Bebop, and so we yeah. kind of are familiar with those things where it's like the music is part of the storytelling, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought especially the the editing was really creative, um, and it. I love seeing a movie where the director and creator just has such a clear vision of everything from start to finish. Like there wasn't a single frame I felt that was wasted. Um, and yeah. uh, I, I, I really, the, the writing I want to just talk about for a second and without any spoilers, there is such clever and wonderful writing throughout, sprinkled throughout this whole movie. A lot of great memorable lines, which is for a Western is always a must have. You have to have your your lines that everyone's going to come out of the theater going, oh, remember when he said this? That was so cool. Yeah. Uh, we have plenty of that. Really great defined characters. Uh, and yeah, from start to finish, I was I was enthralled. Um, and I, I have some stuff I want to talk about in another segment that's a little more spoilery. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't like the movie. I, I loved the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Yeah. yeah. I will be uh, uh, ordering a physical copy of this as soon mm. as I can. Nice. Um, so with that, we are going to go move on to the next two segments that should give you an idea of what our numbers will be at the end. Which but we've written, written down? We've written, we've written them down. We wrote, toting, shooting, <laughs> wrote them down. Yeah, there you go. Um, Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I'm sorry. I just dumbed this show way more than it needs It's to cool. I'm the lowest common denominator. Anyway, so we move on to the next two segments, which are going to be our brief synopsis and our production. And I am bringing you the brief synopsis. When an outlaw discovers his enemy is being released from prison, he reunites his gang to seek revenge. And scene. Oh, nice. That was great. <laughs> but you know, that's the, that's the crazy thing about this film. It's also just a very simple plot, but then you have all these complicated, interesting yeah. people. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, uh, and the production will be given to you by me. So, the film is distributed by Netflix, who, you know, if you're familiar with the works of Stranger Things, Haunting of Hill House, and Mindhunter. Two of those Thank things you. we have done on the show. You check them out. Thank you for including The that. director, James Samuel, a.k.a. The Bullets, a.k.a. Seal's brother. What? Bam! 
baby. I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the grave. Ooh, the more I get of you, the stranger it feels. Yeah, yeah. Now that your rose is in bloom, a light hits the gloom on the grave. Da 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 Josh, it's been like a year. Go, Josh. It's been a year. Um, so uh, he has worked yeah, on some, uh, such things as They Die by Dawn, uh, Jay-Z, The Legacy, and Love Rosie. Uh, he worked. He was a songwriter for that. And I love the movie Love Rosie. Um, the producers, uh, Lawrence Bender, who's worked on such things as A Civilized Life. Shout out to Danny. I know the writer for that. Oh, shit. Um, and The Chum Scrubber. I talked about that film. And Kill Bill. Uh, Sean Carter, aka Jay Z, who's worked on such things as Top Five. I thought it was it was Chris Rock's directorial debut, which is really cool. Paid in Full and The Great Gatsby. They had an homage to him in the film. One mm-hmm. of the stores is called uh, to him and Beyonce called Carter and Carter. Nice, Carter uh, and Carter's general um, store. The last producer named is uh, nope. Uh, well, there's two more. James Lasseter, who's worked on such things as Hancock, Hitch, and iRobot. All Will Smith, mm-hmm. and then uh, I think he literally works for Overbrook. Um, oh, okay. And then James Samuel, who also produced. Uh, the writers, James Samuel, who's written such things as They Die by Dawn, Jay-Z Legacy, and Boaz Yakin, who was going to di- uh, write and direct the Batman Beyond movie way back when. <gasps> um, and uh, um. He, he wrote such things as, I mean, it's too, too bad. I'm going to write it. Uh, <laughs> it's true. He, he wrote such things as The Rookie, The Prince of Persia, and Now You See Me. Ooh. Classic. Uh, the cast, Jonathan Majors. Uh, you know him from such things as Lovecraft Country, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, and White Boy Rick. Idris Elba okay. from uh, spoilers. Uh, Idris Elba from such things as Star Trek Beyond, Luther, Avengers: Infinity War for like two minutes, and then Zazie Beetz from Deadpool Two, Joker, and Atlanta. Uh, Regina King from such things as Watchmen, Boondocks, and Ray. Delroy Lindo from such things as The One, The Five Bloods, Malcolm X. Lakeith Stanfield from Death Note, Josh's favorite. Uh, Get Out and Knives Out. Uh, RJ Seiler from Power Rangers, War Machine, and Earl and Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. That's yeah, Me, one. Earl and the Dying Girl. Uh, Danielle Deadweiler from Station Eleven, Devil to Play, and Gifted. Eddie Gathegi um, from uh, The Twilight Saga, Hell, X-Men yeah. First Class, and For All Mankind. Oh, he was Darwin. Yeah. yeah, that that wonderful, wonderful. wasted, <laughs> yeah. fucking wasted in that. How did the guy who doesn't die from anything die first? <laughs> um, Dion Cole will end up our cast with from uh, Blackish Barbershop and uh, Angie Tribeca. Uh, the release date for the film is October twenty second, twenty twenty one. The runtime is one hundred thirty nine minutes. The budget is uh, ninety million, and it only grossed eight thousand two hundred ninety two dollars. Because that means it did have some kind of theatrical release. Yeah. Um, so that's oh, interesting. pretty cool. I wanted to give a shout out to, uh, I don't know if you have it there in your notes, otherwise I'll look it up, the cinematographer, because they really uh, blew my mind with this movie. That uh, is uh, Mihai Malai Mare Jr. Yes. They did, they've known for things like the master uh, Jojo Rabbit. Mm, um, okay. Yeah. It, it, th- fantastic work. Just absolutely fantastic work. Born, did you know also they were born in Bucharest? Did not know that. Yeah, I have the Wikipedia. Thank you. Um, no, the, you do. The Rotten the uh, the Tomato score is 88% from critics with 187 reviews, 93% from audience with 50 plus ratings. Hell yeah. Um, so with that, we go into the complete spoiler Spoilers! of this film. It is on Netflix. You can go watch it. So Pause this. We'll wait. 
And we're back. Welcome back. So uh, we'll go into our favorite parts, favorite characters, our qualms, and finally we'll rate the the film to to whatever we want our numbers to be. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. <laughs> uh, I love the train breakout scene. Yeah, oh. basically the entire sequence. Because at first I was just writing down specific uh, moments from that scene, and then I was just like, nah. It's just the whole scene. There's, there's actually, there's a side by side, um, a split screen mm. that they're talking through the door, and then they just transition with the. It moves on to the. It moves yeah. on to just the 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 shot, and I was just like, oh my god! And I love the dialogue of this entire thing, like just some of the words that they use. But in that scene, uh, Regina King's character goes, "That's some un- unscrupulous shit." Yeah, I just, I just love it <laughs> so uh, much from start to finish. That scene with the whole like maybe he was gonna say nincompoops, uh, and then the shot composition of them talking about how they will shoot everyone on the train where they're talking to like the young soldier and Lakeith puts his gun out and then the four other guns on the side of him, that shot composition, when I saw that, I was just like, oh, oh, but also, oh, I love that, um, Cherokee Bill, Lakeith, uh, (laughs) I love his line, his line of you're the hero, great spirit. Why is there always one? Yeah. I just, oh my, ah. And so I would say to an overall extent and adding on to Corey's point, you know, it, it really gets highlighted with this. There is, when you see a film utilize so many different techniques, it is very like, ah. Yeah, someone, satisfying. Someone is trying. Someone didn't say, this is a TV show and we're going to get basic coverage. They said, no. we're going to do this as a one They could have done that so easy. We're going to do this as a side-by-side. We're going to do this one this way. We're going to have some slow-mo here. We're going to have mm-hmm. a cool aerial thing here. We're going to have some shaky cam here. And it's like, wow. They, they're... You know, that's the thing where it's like, when you see someone just pull out all the ways, I always kind of think about filmmaking like essay writing. Mm-hmm. And in essay writing, you have to kind of like, once you're like, ooh, they cited a source. Ooh, they posed a theoretical <laughs> question. Yeah, right. <laughs> so when you see a film, it's like, ooh, they decided. It's like, they're pulling out all the things to whoop your ass. And you're like, yeah. oh my God. And at the very end, they leave you. It's like, but now you want some more, don't you? You're like, I do. But uh, it's it, like when, when you sit down at a card table to play cards and then the dealer's just like, when you're like, oh shit, I'm not ready for this. Uh, but also like they just, they, with this scene, the train scene, they just do such a great job of really, though we had the beginning scene, this one really like builds on how badass Rufus Buck is. Like there's, there's like this tension, this, and- this, uh, and then like they do it later in the jail scene when, you hear him enter, but they do not show him entering, and then he speaks. Well, the first breath he takes when he comes out of the cell, too, the the whole frame. Oh, uh, yeah, the, the frame they, they use a Zolly. Yeah. They also, it's like, so, yeah, they zoom in or out with the lens, and they move the camera back or forth, and so it makes the room kind of shake. Yeah, I was like, the most famous version of this is in Jaws, yeah. when, they, when the uh, lead first hears about the shark attack, and it pushes in on him, but the background seems to move while it's getting closer. They also yeah. use they do a small version of that here, and it was really cool. I they always do- call it the Jaws shot. Yeah, that's what people do call it. While they go forward, <laughs> they they yeah. use that also in uh, the wonderful masterpiece, uh, the Fantastic Four. <laughs> Fantastic or Fantastic Four? Fantastic. Four. Okay, there you go. Uh, with Jessica Alba, and um, you know, no. So, and that's the thing where it's like every at every moment they're like, we can do this shot, cool. Yeah, and it's like we're gonna do it. I'm like, you are, you are displaying you. They as, put in the work. Yeah, as a storyteller, as a creative, that you have these at your disposal, and you should find creative ways to use them within the story that make. The story better. More more shots like that. The fucking long shot down the center of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, oh, the, oh, yeah. We're talking about the shots. Cop shot. 
the when he comes rolling or riding up in front of the church for the like the final battle mm-hmm. scene the oh my gosh it's, it's, a, just, it's like a composition of like four or five different shots and they did it so well yeah they just through the glass it's seamless like yeah. it's just it's and then they do the seamless. zolly when they get to him it's another yeah. zolly shot uh favorite part of mine white town oh my gosh yeah. that's a white town uh i was reading an interview about it and the director was speaking with the production designer and the production designer made a joke where he's like oh like so all the buildings and the dirt are all white too and he was like yeah, we have to do that. Yes, we have to do that. And they st- I'm so glad they stuck with it. And uh, I love the subversion here because you think it's an ultra-violent movie, ton of blood. You're like, oh, they're going to use that that uh, contrast of the, all the white, not a single ounce of violence in the white town. Well, and then, yeah. so this is the thing that Robin I... Re- Banks is easy. I really liked about that where like just having an all-white town, I've been watching a lot of Mike Hill design um and uh for everyone who's listening you should check those out there's like three videos Corey, i think josh we've seen one it he talks about terminator Jurassic mm-hmm. park yeah talks about really yeah. really good and mainly it's just about design and patterns that we're really familiar with and how they really kind of amplify the story and to that point again you have all these other towns that they're in and they're colorful they're beautiful really rich blues and reds and it, greens and, and so like how do you design the world you're telling the story for you don't get stuck in the concept and the, they kind of are become like this, you know, sorry to say, like Elysium chappy stuff where it's like, it just doesn't kind of fit. It looks cool, but then yeah. it doesn't tell a story. Yeah. And here, it tells a story. And it, it's just kind of, you know, wonderful to see like, like how those all things those play, play in hand in hand. And it's like, yes, that, that's cool. And to me, it's something that I feel like Tarantino doesn't quite understand yet where like Spike Lee gets better. Mm-hmm. Where it's like oversaturating your cities versus Spike Lee or Tarantino's like, Violence for violence' sake, right? We're here, like it plays in part. It's an important part. Yeah, um, it, it it that whole when they arrive at the town and you see that it is just white buildings with so they used uh broken up uh you know what pummel stone is for like you usually get dead skin off and stuff like that. They crushed up a bunch of it and they lined the streets with it instead and of the by dirt. A bunch, you mean like a tons, shit ton? like tons and tons yeah. <laughs> and tons and tons and tons. They painted all the buildings white with like maybe a different colored door. For Ninety each million of the dollars store. will get to that. Uh, and it was just such a wonderful, like, again, that's one of those things that you're like, they didn't have to do that. They could have just made it look like a regular Western town. Yeah. But the fact that they did, uh, it not only, uh, you know, exemplifies the, the stark contrast between the two different cultures and how they feel in this different town, but just like adding to your storytelling. It, it is a larger than life story. So let's push that envelope a little bit. But I mean, it also, it's, it's a creative piece. You know, it, it fits, it, this film almost fits so well, like as a comic book or as a video game. I like half the time I was thinking, I was like, I feel like Josh is like, maybe I, I started Red Dead Redemption again or something like that. Yeah. Or it's <laughs> well, like, I mean, imagine reading this as a comic book and then every time they're in the white town, like everything's white but them. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, this is a visual moving medium where it's like, I love, I'm going to relate it to something like Scott Pilgrim where it's mm-hmm. like, you can do anything. Yeah. You can try anything. And if it's in the frame and you're telling a good story, then like, let's do this thing. Like, you yeah. can do whatever you want. So one of my favorite things of this film, or I guess a favorite aspect of it, is also just kind of how expertly written it was. Mm-hmm. Like, it is so... Every character introduction is well done. Every every, every character introduction is so done, well done, but also how the plot progresses. It's a very simple plot. It is literally, boy grows up to become a man of vengeance, looking for the killer of his parents, and then finally, like, figures out, like, I don't have to do this. It's all done. I can leave that life behind. And then one last job pulls him in and puts everyone at danger. Mm-hmm. And that's a very simple story of Western times. 
modern times that you always the military guy's last day, the cop's last day, right. he gets pulled back in. Like it, you've heard, seen this many times, but the way and uh, and the way it's executed is so and enjoyable. even with the twist, yeah, like it, it was like kind of guessed it, but yeah, I just wrote uh, twist is one of my favorite parts. I mean, just going along with your point with the twist, it's like finding out that. We've already said this is spoilers. Rufus Buck is his is yeah. his brother. Nate, Nate is, Love is not a love. He's a Buck. Nathaniel and, Buck. Uh, it's just, it's very, it doesn't matter if you can like have a hunch that it's going to happen. It's just like you always say about spoilers. I don't care about what happens. It's how it how happens. It happens. I and mean, like, in, a, in a way, um, Idris kind of wins. Mm-hmm. He, he jokers him. Which yeah. is very bizarre to think about. Um very, very, you know, it's it's playing that 4D chess. Like, it's not a big shootout at the end, this movie. Yes. It's not. Because you, and that's the thing. We just saw one. So yeah. why would we get another one? Yeah. Oh. So, and like, you know, that's the big critique against, you know, the end, end fight of Infinity War or of Endgame, where it's just like, we just saw one of the greatest fights with, you know, the trifecta of the Avengers. Why do we need to see just everyone shooting a bunch of stuff sure. again? Yeah. Um. So it comes down to like a little emotional conversation, which film really all is, is just two people talking. Yeah. But Josh, I feel like I'm, I'm sorry. Just like right after that scene when she says, "Is the devil dead?" and he says, "I don't know." You're like, <sighs> so this is something I wanted to bring up, which was like I was like spoilers. Uh, um, the writer and director has, has gone on to say that they, when they wrote it, they planned it as a, a trilogy, mm-hmm. not necessarily a trilogy that's going to follow every single character for every movie. Like maybe we get but, one that's, it, but it's always been a a prequel, a film, and a sequel. What what is what is um, uh, Trudy? No. No, I was oh. say, what is what is Tarantino's Hateful Eight to Hollywood? That's a trio. Oh, 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 that's oh, a trilogy. He yes, called... yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking or about. Or it's like Kevin Smith's it's... Uh, The Great White North trilogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's essentially this Got is it. this is you know left in a way that if they never make another one, it's totally fine. Oh God, I hope they do. Uh, but it is a planned trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's the idea was written. Um, so that last scene when you see Treacherous Trudy standing there at the end, still alive. Yeah, you know. Oh damn, I, she's actually scarier to me than yeah. Buck was. Well, to me, and that's so. Let me first go on my first point. Yeah, sorry, um, sorry, 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 sorry. I just uh, wanted because you uh, said that anyway. I, I really enjoy just the opening uh, scene. It was very reminiscent of Inglorious Bastards. Um, oh, 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 just yeah. with Rufus the very, Bucks very coming opening. in and you know shooting down you know the 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 man of the cloth and then his wife and then you know scarring Nate Love. Uh, it was really like this is okay, okay, and then we see Nate Love later on. and He's like. You know, why would a man put a scorpion tattoo on his hand? And you're like, okay, that's that who this guy is. That fantastic. And like, too. you see him shoot him in the air, which is badass, and they have the titles come out. Like, it's so cool and fun. And it's like, okay, this guy turned out badass and cool. And then we get the shootout between, um, who do we got? That The line at the end of that scene is one of my favorites. This is like those memorable lines I was talking about, where he goes, you turn this man in, his head's worth 5,000. The guy goes, well, why don't you do it? Because I'm worth 10. And then he leaves. And I was like, that's such a fucking cool line. So you <laughs> that's got, a cool line. So you got Beckworth and Pickett, and they're taking down uh, the Crimson Bag Head. Or, the Crimson yeah. Hood. Hood. Um, uh, Motherfuckers are like pink, pink now. <laughs> and, um, you know, they take him down. So you're like, okay, cool. And then um, then I think we get the opening credits. And then, uh, you know, the opening credits. I just want to talk about that because, like, they do, like, almost a TV show style. Like, here's the cast, who they play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for a film, you get all of the really superficial, hey, Josh, how are you doing today? Like, who the fuck says that? It's just like, hey, man, how's it going? You know, yeah. like, we just see each other, like, hey, man, I love you, man. Like, well, that's... it's, they, they also, the, they break the fourth wall a few times. Mm-hmm. And they, they make it very clear that you're, I mean, one of my favorite parts of the opening credits is that they actually, like, 
rewind or like stop the playback kind of thing. Um, but they, there's even a time that Nate uh, looks straight at the camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like they, they really artistically break the fourth wall without it being like joke. In your face. Yeah. Well, yeah, like, they, they consciously say like, we're talking to you, the audience. Yeah. And then they introduce, this is the Nate Love gang. And then they say, this is the Rufus Buck gang. And so it's like, Okay, cool. Now we know who the two gangs it's are. Nat, right? Is it Nat or Nat? Nat. Nat. It's okay. Nat, but it's Nathaniel. Because I said Nate. Yeah. It's Nat Love. It's it's love. It's it's Buck. Nathaniel Buck. <laughs> Nathaniel Buck. <laughs> it's Bruce Banner. Nathaniel Buck. You've always been a banner. <laughs> so um it's it so you see that. And I, I was just I was just so impressed with that where I was like, cool. I don't need to learn anything more. Now I just get to see it all play out. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's what the film kind of invites you to do where you're just like, cool, I want to see all these characters interact. And then so when we see uh, Stagecoach Mary for the first time, it's really fun. Yeah. And then also going into her saloon is so like cool. And then just how she enters is, is just, is really rewarding. You're like, oh, okay. Like, and that's the thing where like, when a character comes in, you should feel like I'm being introduced to a character, not like, why is this guy still with us? And so you see, you know, um, <laughs> I love I love her hitting him and then him like trying to smile and stand and then just falling down. Falling down. Uh, that was such a great moment. Like when we see uh, Beckworth and Pickett for the first time and they're shooting down the Crimson Hoods. Yeah. Like, you know, you see, okay, he's he's a he's a sniper. He's shooting him out. He's, he's, it's cool. And then all of a sudden you see Beckworth is like, pat, 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 And it's like done. It's like, okay, he's the quick draw guy and talking yeah. about, you know, you, like, some quick with the blame you, you You just understand the characters with Instantly. action, with story. And you're like, okay, cool. And then later on, you get to learn the nuances of them, right? You get to know like their shtick and then the nuance, yeah. you know. And so it's it's a very good, well written way of introducing your characters. But then that all plays <laughs> when he out. Finds out that she's a girl. And he's like, I thought I thought Coffee. it was just me. It was just, just you. you. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um, but then it all when it all comes to a head, and you're like, oh, who's you know? I'm sweet. And and I think <laughs> I think I enjoyed the most. Is that, I am. Is that people died? Yeah. Yeah. And it was jam. It was it was really hard. And then, you know, Cuffy says Beckworth was faster. And it's like, oh, like. Yeah. But I also love, so there was a lot of moments where I was like, oh, that's a, that's the completion of that arc. That's the completion of this arc. So early on, she says, I've seen faster in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And so then she becomes faster than the quick draw. But then She's, the little twist is Beckworth. he was faster, yeah. which I love. So I love that completion to that story right well, there. Well, like, and, and it also kind of leaves, leaves rooms like, oh, there, there could have been a thing. But mm-hmm. then we all live in tragedy, you know, because to me, I think great storytelling and drama is that. Well, they break the expectation because you're thinking that, like, oh, he's finally going to be able to prove himself his quick draw, but not so much. Yeah. And I knew that's I, why unfortunately Cherokee, I was like, fuck, I know that this is going to happen, and I hate it. Cherokee Bill is known as the known as the fastest, but even says, you know, that's not me. Well, the full circle is that that moment in the back, really, and then it comes back to to him doing that is cheating again. Uh, yeah. And then finally gets his and, come and he up says and, it doesn't matter who's the fastest it matters who's alive or dead who's yeah who's left standing and um, it, it, it's like oh he doesn't kind of care he's fast enough yeah but and that's the kind of thing where it's like survivalist or you're skilled but you know and that was the thing where it, it's it's crazy it's 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 and that's the thing it's like a, such a good nuance of like that's a story being said about the wild wild west mm-hmm. and it's like it didn't matter if you're the coolest person it matters if you just survive yeah you know yeah. like Heroes and legends get told, but like the ones who tell them about them are the ones who survived. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, an overall aspect that I loved, and this is kind of like a a Western aspect, and even you see it in like martial arts films. The sound design mm-hmm. it's very exaggerated. Uh, guns, punches, like explosions—they're all like in your face, and 
I'm here for it. <laughs> I loved the fight in the die room. I think that was probably one of my favorites between uh, Mary and Trudy. Oh. Um, I thought that fight was really well choreographed, first of all. And the um, intro of the music, like leading mm-hmm. into them, like throwing their punches. I'm like, and through the through the yeah. through the um through the different colored cloths and all that kind of stuff. And then the end. I just loved the ending of the fight where she she gets her right, uh, and then just like screams, screams like just, a primal just, scream. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought that that whole fight was was really really well done on on both the uh, actors, stunt coordinators, all that. Everyone really came together for that. I loved the the die room too. Yeah. The, um. The, also, I just I, I I love Bass Reeves. I I, yeah. I really enjoyed his introduction, and he comes into the saloon, and then it's like, oh, I don't know what's gonna happen, and it sucks, and you're like, oh, he's gonna take Nat, and it's like, okay, and then all of a sudden they get out, and they're like, taking those off a long time ago, and then I they're know. like, oh, they're working to get, oh, this is cool, yeah. and then but then it's like, and that's the thing I really enjoyed about Nat's character arc and his story, the story from his perspective of like. He is the leader of the gang, and he doesn't want the, to be a, in a gang anymore. He wants to settle down. Make sure everyone else is safe. Make everyone sure that everyone's safe and try to do this alone. But then, you know, what do you do with family and you walk away or friends? It's like they come for you. They mm-hmm. they, they they start to support you. And so it's like there's this wonderful, cool thing. But to your point of like, I wonder what's going to happen because you have Trudy and you're like, it's Regine King. And so it's yeah. like she's playing a lot of second fiddle to Rufus Buck Like when he like takes off his jacket she picks it up and like even she asks him about him leaving the town to Wiley yeah yeah like, she's like I, I and, and he's like well who, who would have kept the gang in line who would have kept everyone yeah you know true to us um yeah and she was let me shout out to Regina King not that I thought she wouldn't be fucking amazing but she was you have Regina King doubt how no, dare no, no not even a little bit um I loved her character choice of this I loved the the accent she chose was really fascinating to listen to as well um, but she was like legit scary, like very in in a very interesting villain way. Like they do a lot, like you said, I, I think I kind of already said this, but I want to just lean into it. They do a lot to show you how big, how menacing uh, uh, Rufus, Rufus is, right? With the big, the the steps. And like when they open the the cage, you hear almost like a, like a tiger's growl a little bit. Like he's terrifying. But, but the honest truth is like out of the two of them, I was more afraid of Trudy the whole, the whole time. Oh, her story about her sister. Yeah. Oh my. And she's just, anytime there's a monologue with a, with a a villain and they're doing something really just like whittling wood or or like, like, yeah, you're like, Oh shit. Something's really bad. It's just about to go down. That was a great scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but not yet. I feel like we can go on for ever and ever and days, but is it okay that because I want to my favorite character? I want to talk about her scenes. Uh, or how, how do we want to? Do you have Do you have any more favorite parts? Just um, Just let's do one more. Yeah, one more. Uh, f- it's just a little thing, but the, um, another one of those kind of like coming full circle moments. The fact that both uh, Rufus and Nat whistled the same song mm-hmm. uh, on on their intros. Uh, she goes She goes with the wind. I think it was called or what was it? Something like that. But but when he enters the room after Nat's been kind of beaten, he's whistling that same song. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought I loved those little. And you know, when you find out that they're brothers afterwards, you're like, oh, it probably makes sense. Okay, cool. Uh, but like little breadcrumbs like that, going back and listening to it, it, it's it's like in the real world, the odds of him whistling that same song, not real. But in this movie, in a western like well, this, in a story, the big bad, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it works so well. Can uh, I just say that the chicken in the beginning scene just looked really good? Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> come on, food. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Looks Bonnie great. and I were like, can we get that chicken? Yes. Like, <laughs> um, yes. I, I will say one more thing, and then we can move on to favorite characters. I really just enjoyed. Also, the like 
the, this film also like with with Nat also really just kind of highlights duality with mm-hmm. with the character of him being torn between two worlds and it really culminates at the very end that he is of two worlds and that he has a violent history and he became the thing that his father was trying to run away from but like also trying to stay like he would have proposed to to marry earlier on but she never he yeah. never did and then he's it's a, kind of the Dexter of the Wild West. Well, the outlaw say, who kills outlaws. It, it was to me it was kind of like a little Count of Monte Cristo ish. Okay, like, yeah. Like, and to me, I always love those kind of bi- Byronic yeah. uh, characters who are, you know, haunted to kind of fulfill their desires other than fulfill like other than finding love. Yeah. And at the very end, they end up getting what they want, but they are a different person because of it, and they're mm. they're they're almost a little bit lesser of themselves because they had to face that darkness, and then they did. But then it kind of cost them something. Yeah, and I think lost that was those, two of his best friends. Yeah, I, well, uh, but also he lost who he was. He yeah. ended up finding out who you know, he, right. Who he actually was, and you know, to that f- self fulfilling prophecy, it was like you're going to be worse than me because I would never kill my brother. Yeah, because I like, couldn't kill my brother, and now you're about to kill your brother, mm-hmm. and he does, and it's just like, it's a, to me, I think a, like one of those like, oh, it's a little like. Oh, okay. That's an interesting twist that they want to put it right here, but it's like that just complicates things more off. And now I want to see where this character goes later on. Oh God, I hope we get to yeah. see it. And like, you know, um, to your point of of each character kind of having these, I loved that Bass Reeves kept being like, he's not the devil. He's a. Ma- I've seen the devil. That ain't him. He's a man. Mm-hmm. Just remember, he's human. Uh, but everyone still keeps calling him the devil. I just love that. He like, must not be named. That I love that play because like yeah. Bass Reeves has seen some shit. He's like, you know, that, uh, oh, okay, last, he's probably barely alive. Really the last part, because this made me laugh out loud. I bet my right arm, my body count is higher than yours. Is that a left or a right? And he goes, I wouldn't take that bet if I was you. That's a bad bet. And then moments later, the guy blows up and what falls in front of him? Right arm. Yeah. (laughs) Love it. Is that a left or a right? Mm. But also, I love the scene where Nat, uh, they're, it's at night and they're going to uh, get Zazzy Beat's character. Yeah. Stagecoach, stagecoach Mary, and uh, she keeps kind of answering him with questions, and he goes, "Marshall, am I speaking, am I speaking English? Sounds like English mm-hmm. to me." Okay, <laughs> just their their play, but it's funny, I, you don't look hard of hearing. But <laughs> where is Rufus? Um, I'm not I'm not trying to rush the no, conversation. No, 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 but no, no. It's now, like, we're, now we're on. Go we're talking it. about characters, and yeah. it's just like this. I was really not looking forward to favorite characters. Yeah, this, right. This this sequence because so wait, how many do we want to do? If you want to make it really hard, two. If you like, if you want to give some leeway, three. But three. harder they fall, so two. Oh, <laughs> oh hell shit. yeah! I knew, I knew he was gonna do this. Uh, but the characters, talk about ensemble movies are us. This, yeah. every character is strong. Everyone hits their every, landing. E- even the ones that are like the side parts of the gang, like they're just like everybody is so good. My absolute, positively favorite character is Cuffy. Cuffy, mm-hmm. uh, just. There's so much wit and just my favorite scene is is in in White Town when they're going up and she's she's wearing the dress mm-hmm. and she's saying like she's I forget the actual I'm lead the in, character names right now actual lead into this line but he's like I could read your mind and she's like well then sorry. I'm sorry you had to hear that yeah 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 and I just like there's just so much wit and when she's like pulling up the the proper few choice words I want to say to you right now essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like don't don't have to I can read your mind he goes well then I'm sorry would it be appropriate that. to say they them. Yeah, for Cuffy, sure, because I think that that's how they identify. Sure, I, I'm not. I'm not sure. Uh, but, Cuffy, <laughs> yeah, Cuffy. Uh, but they like the the scene where Nat presents his his idea, mm-hmm. which is for 
them to wear a dress mm -hmm. and just you can tell the like just disdain and, and it, just really no. like <laughs> like no this will not like and like how against their character it feels and or against their identity like, too yeah against their identity and, and, like, and you know like it, you know for for even now times and even during the wild wild west times like establishing yourself establishing yourself as someone worth someone's time whether it's by color, by gender, by, you know, identification, by by wealth and stuff like that. It, you know, you could tell that Cuffy has gone through a lot to kind of like establish themselves as like, oh no, I'm the I'm the bodyguard. I'm yeah. the one who stops people at the door. Yeah. And then I'm, I'm faster. Here. You know, in, in, again, in the opening credits, brass knuckles, then Cuffy. And then it's like, that's what that character does. Yeah. Yep. And so it's really cool. It's like, that's the muscle. And so it's, it's, it's fun. Well, I like that the Cuffy talking about how them being unassuming is is actually a benefit to them because mm -hmm. then they show a minute later they show these two guys who think they're gonna take on this person. Un they yeah. underestimate Cuffy and kick like the, the shit bank out robbery of scene. Like I'm just like yeah yeah. That's, My friend doesn't want to kill down. anybody, but I have a strong urge to write about now. And you're like Jesus. Um, but also, uh, what I love about it is like I think the actress is like mid five foot, like something like that. They but also like played um, the grandmother of Regina King in uh, Watchmen. Oh wow! Yeah, that's that's full circle moment. Yeah. Wow. Um, and then my next, uh, my second favorite character, because I've really had there's so many, Cherokee Bill. Uh, I, oh yeah. I just, I just, I don't, love don't, a don't villain do it, with don't, logic. Don't do it, brother. It makes just, your karma the worst. When just you his yeah. his monologues about choice. Like I'm like, be brave. Yeah, he's right. And he's like, don't do that, brother. Like you, you didn't see this coming. Like you made a choice. You, you could have walked away. Like it's that. Like I'm, when I think about like. Bad guys, good guys, gunfights, all these kinds of things. It's like, but like Keith Stanfield people, is also just fucking. He's so good. He's so would, talented. I would say this is like, like, and I saw, you know, I've seen him in Get Out. I've Atlanta. seen him in Atlanta. I've seen him in uh, Death Note, and I've seen him in uh, The Photograph. This was like the first time. Knives I, Out and Knives Out. This was the time that I really liked because I got to see even in even in The Photograph. I got, when he shoots Cherokee, uh, when he shoots um, Pickett in the back, and then there's a moment where you see him like trying to reason with his eyes. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's all I wanted out of him for such a long time. Cause I don't think a lot of the like big roles he's played, I haven't seen Black Klansman yet. Or he's not in Black Klansman. Um, but I, he, oh, uh, sorry to bother you. Oh. Um, mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah. I haven't seen that yet in him. And so this well, was like, it's a, saw Black Messiah, Judas and the Black, Judas Messiah. Black Messiah. He's really yeah. good in that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a vicious calm mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I just, I love. I love like, as an actor, I'm like, I want to play a character like that. I was just like, but he, the Keith is just so good. Yeah. He's just good in anything that he does. And the character is just, yeah. Yeah. It's a good bad guy. You want to go? Uh, Sure. Yeah. Um, Give it to me. I'll do, I got, I, I like, I like Nat Love. Nat Love. I like Nat oh, Love. Yeah. I think uh, there's something about a character who uh, goes through a very traumatic event and then kind of like, it, for all y'all, Hero's journey. Well, no, not even that. <laughs> all y'all anime fans, um, y'all know Sasuke from Naruto. And the lovely thing about that character, that character is literally built off revenge. And you always ask the question, what do you have once you've killed who you wanted to kill? You have nothing. Because you've built yeah. your life out of nothing. It's his life's work, I called it when that scene came out. I was like, oh man, his life's work is done. And so this character is uh, intrinsically very interesting to me because it's kind of like, you know, if you're so solo-minded of like, this is all I live for, what do you do when you get it? And you're like, oh, I don't know. It's Joker, I'm just a dog catching cars. I don't know what I do if I caught one. Yeah. I'm just a guy going after, you know, uh, uh, 
Rufus Buck. I don't know what I would do after I killed him. You know, it's like he's in Yuma, and that, that's all that matters. But like now, at this point, like, and so you see this character, and you're like, okay. But then they complicate it. They make it where it's like, oh, but he has family. He has mm-hmm. uh, someone he cares about. So it's like, okay, there is a pathway for him to take. But then he's going to be pulled to that side. And I think Jonathan Majors. I don't know how. I don't know why he's been acting for a while. But like out of, I feel like out Lovecraft of nowhere, he's just got exploded. I mean, it's like uh, now I he's think it was Lovecraft Country. Really, everyone paid attention. Yeah, finally. it's it's he's wild. phenomenal, and I think he really is. Um, there is very to me like not he's he's so fit to me to be like if he was the lead action role character for for every franchise in the future, like I could believe it. Like he's he, going to be in the MCU. He is going to be in the MCU, but no, I mean, like, if he, if Ethan Hunt died in my, in my Mission Impossible and he became the next one, like, I believe it. If he became Aaron Cross, then I was like, I believe it. If he became, like... Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. Just take all, all of Tom of, Cruise's role. <laughs> if, he, well, if, if he became the new Jason Bourne, like, I would believe this. Well, yeah. like, when he was hanging in the jail cell, mm-hmm. I was like, damn, those back muscles. Yeah. I mean, but damn. even then, like, he can do the the wit, the charm, the action, the sad. I was like, he could yeah. do, he could do very charming well. as hell. Yeah, and so I was yeah. like, it's good. Um, second, and my second, I mean, it's probably it's Stagecoach Man. Um, I think there's something really cool and badass um, about this character. Who also, I, I love that they they are in support, but they're also like, I can take care of myself. By tomorrow morning, I'll have more information. And it's like, don't follow me. You should have done these things, but you didn't. And then. Like, you know, is, you know, it's just Zazzy Beats. I I think I had to warm up to her. Corey and I've had this conversation about her. Like, Corey is huge Zazzy Beats fan. And I was like, yeah. The Powers household, both of us are are on board. And it's like, I want to see more. The Zazzy train. Yeah, I want to see more of what she she does. I think the most I saw from her was Atlanta and Mm -hmm. then then Deadpool. Um, And Joker. And then Joker. But Joker's just doing it. Yeah. So it's like, I want to see more of her and what she could do. And here I was like, there's part of me that's like, man. In another universe, she could. She could. I mean, I love um, uh, Journey Smollett, but like she could have been Black Canary, and that would have been cool. Um, maybe she could be another DCU character, but I'm just like, oh man, she's she's really good. Great Domino. She's, well, like, she's great. I, I wanted to add, but we moved on to the scene where she um, slaps and kisses uh, Nat. When to she remind says, you of what it was. And and to remind, remind you what, what it is. is. Yeah. yeah. Just, but you yeah. know, so that's the thing where it's like, oh, it's it's complicated. It's, it's yeah. But she has that other one where she goes, "When the dust settles, I'm gone," and then it like breaks his heart. And she goes, "But the dust ain't settled yet, so mm-hmm. I'm still here." Yeah, I just love that. Like do du- like talking about duality. Like that's very human to be like, "Well, we're together now," and so that's it's what not we just got. black and white. Yeah, man. there's there's some gray there. No, and, and that's the, so that's the thing. She's not. She's kind of waiting for him, but she's not waiting for him. She has another life. She can move on. She established herself very. Well. And also when she makes that deal, and she's just like. I have uh, places up and all around here. Once I put, you know, Stagecoach Mary's name on this place, you know, you'll have a lot more money other than Rufus Buck, which instills fear. And it's like, she, you know, like she's with having all due respect. She's having moments in and with with other characters, yeah. that aren't just about like it backfires, but it's still a yeah, it's still a plan. Well, well still which, actionable. which aren't only about like oh. Oh Nat! Yeah. Oh, oh Nat yeah. spurned me. It's like, oh no, I'm gonna do the thing because Rufus Buck is back. Yeah. And it's like, and Ruf, you know, like, and again, when he's like, I can't, I can't allow that. And she goes, Oh, I wasn't asking. Yeah. You know, so it's like everyone's an independent character of their I'm own. Doing. So, yeah. and she, she just fits that in such a good way. It's like, I think more whether they're romantic interests or not. Like, may, maybe it is. Maybe when the romantic interests are as good as that, like, cool. They don't have to feel tacked on to be saved at the it's very not, end. It's not. It's not a uh, codependent relationship. It's it's very like well, the, relationship. And I feel bad where it's kind of like, 
there I could see I could mention a bunch of female characters who tend to be romantic interests and then they kind of just like have nothing to do but get saved at the very end. Trinity. And, and then here it's like, okay, cool, they break her out and now she's part of the thing. I was going to say Pepper Potts. But, um, yeah, uh, I'm going to end that. I only and- said that because we talked about the Trinity effect yeah. recently, which yeah. is like, oh, I got to save Trinity. Oh, oh yeah, I got to save Trinity. Oh, yeah, no, I mean, even then at the point where you start like, oh, they're going to Trinity her and then it's like, well, we know she's going to die. Yeah. And it's like, so all this for nothing? And it's like, not for nothing. And not like, for oh, nothing. Shit. Uh, Corey. Uh, stage trust Mary, the number one with a, with a with no pun intended with a bullet with the director uh, of the bullet. From her entrance, I was like, "Yeah, this is with my the, favorite with character." The, the you know the, the banging the, the, the gun on the ground, and then the song intro, and then that moment where the this is what it was, this is what it is. I was like, "Sold." Yeah. This is this writing is always ri- already she, writing it down. She yeah. was kind of almost the Doc Holiday of, of the film. Yeah, mm. I did like the yeah. nod to Back to the Future that said, "Bring it over to Doc Brown's." Uh huh. I just wanted to throw that out there. I don't know if, I don't that. Know if that was a real thing, though. I don't know. Said Doc Brown. But Doc Brown like, is a very like. It's, come on. In the zeitgeist of things, it's very like. Oh, they said Doc Brown, and then the Wild West. So, uh, anyway, is it maybe it's the same universe? Uh, if there's a place called like, Tannins, I buy that. Yeah, yeah. If there's yeah. like Mad Dog somewhere. Uh, so she she like to all the points you made. Uh, big Zazzy Beats fan, but I think she she killed this role. The the writing for her was really uh really interesting. Again, my favorite fight scene was with her and, and Regina King in the in the die room. Uh, and I loved the, you know, the back-to-back, her and Nat in the middle of town in the shootout mm-hmm. gives her the gun and they just kind of are covering each oh, other. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was really cool. Um, so Stagecoach Mary, number one. The second one is hard because I did have three ready to go. Um, but since we're only doing two, I'll have to say in that case... Uh, Mom, we all know what it's Cherokee Bill, huh? It's Cherokee Bill, it's not. Oh, he wasn't in my top three. Oh, uh, I, I, Trudy, yeah, it was either <laughs> Trudy or Beckett at uh, Jim, and I was like, uh, uh, sorry, Pickett, Pickett, not Beckett. Um, see the Trudy or Pickett. I, I loved Pickett, I don't know why. I just his because he's young buck. But, he's a good friend. Yeah, uh, but Trudy <laughs> and he's a Blue Ranger. Re- Regina King, when she was on screen, I could not stop looking at her and watching what she was doing. And all of her monologues were fascinating. And when I saw her at the end, I audibly went, yes! So the fact that she so, wears a bowler, I'm like, yeah. yeah. And, so, and so you're saying that the director intended that it's going to be uh, film, then prequel, then sequel? No. Uh, uh, I believe this was supposed to be like the prequel to what's happening. Oh, I would say it'd be really cool if the prequel is all about Trudy. Mm. And then they do a sequel, and it's like it might. Let me, let me. I'll look it up while we're on the air, while we're doing the next then, part. Yeah. So the second uh, film would be all about the, Trudy. The, and how the she words came to prequel and sequel were used, and I wasn't sure if it was meant to mm-hmm. be like this was the prequel to the next film I want to make. But um, I'll, I'll, I'll get that by the end of the episode. But yeah, she when when that ending happened, and I the whatever glimmer Netflix, please fucking Netflix, please <laughs> do not mind Hunter this. Um, we, the glimmer of a sequel came up. I was so excited. Uh, Don't you and, put that on me? And the fact that it was <laughs> the fact that it was Trudy of all people still alive. I I could not be more uh, intrigued by that. Um, and I don't even mind if she doesn't show up in the next one. If there is three, maybe she shows up as a big bad in the third one. But uh, yeah, the the way they wrote it was was so that it doesn't have to follow everybody all the time. They can do their side story of just maybe Nat and Stagecoach Mary, and then the third film bring back Trudy. Whatever it is, um, she was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. That her whole first scene where she's on the horse in front of the train and doesn't move was like enough for me to know everything about that character. So I'll I'll say uh, I'll say it this way. I, I don't know what 
interview. What James Samuel has a deal at Netflix or not. But we all familiar with the the Zacky Snydies. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a whole deal with Netflix. Army of the Dead, which had a had a prequel, and already is going to get an anime uh, prequel, and then getting a sequel, uh, Planet of the Dead. Um, that only got four hundred fifty six million views, right? Yeah, and that has a whole universe built around it. Uh, Nielsen reports say that uh, the Heart of the Fall got one point two billion minutes of streaming views. <gasps> So it taught the charts at that week. Okay. So um, here, cr- fingers crossed. Because that's the only thing that Netflix cares about. Right. Is streaming numbers. How many? How how long are you on the app for? So so that that to me is is promising. My fingies fingies are crossed. Um. But uh. Yeah. I just since the moment when she's on the horse with the train and the guy gets shot and Cherokee Bill says maybe he's gonna say nincompoops and she goes we're not nincompoops either. <laughs> I was like great. Uh, uh, again, great intro. I'm sold. Yeah, I'm sold. but you know, just the hand signal going, and I was like, oh, she, "She's she's the boss." She's- I love the blues that they all had too for his uh, Rufus's gang. Like mm-hmm. Cherokee Bill had these; he even had like dark blue gloves. His guns, his getup. I was just like, also that red velvet jacket. I was like, man. Do you? Did anyone else read way too far into this? And so, in the uh, popular pop culture, Idris Elba was the everyone's dream cast for James Bond. Mm-hmm. And what type of guns does he have in this movie? I saw a gold gun. Golden gun. Ah, he has gold, a golden gun. gun. Yeah, you're reading way too far. I into loved that, it I though. <laughs> I just love Doc well, Brown and a golden gun. Tell me I'm wrong. To me, it reminded me of a lot of um, Riz's uh, influence into filmmaking and anime, where it was just like style is part of the storytelling. Yeah, yeah. So, and it was. And like again, music. I I I can't believe that the director was like. It's just someone who had a very clear vision of all of this. It yeah. was like I'm. I wanted to see this movie. I'm just gonna make it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So now so we go on. Qualms? Now we go to qualms of the of qualms. The uh, who wants to go first? Corey's got none. None. Got none. Josh, I I, only I don't have, have a single thing I'd change about this. I only have one, and it's it's kind of a stretch. Um, in a sense. Do you know what scene I was talking about, by the way, that I thought might make you when uh, he's be when he's pistol whipping the guy? Yeah. Then, yeah. But then you get the cool shot from his point of view yeah, where no, everything. Oh, the distortion. Well, no, it establishes the ruthlessness. Okay, of yeah. that was my only. So it's gone. Yeah. But, so all, but no also idea. for storytelling, he takes over the town after that. Yeah. And, and then, then also did. it brings Wiley back to. Cosmic. He calls the kid. Oh, tell, get, tell get, your mom get, you struck gold. Yeah. 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 Um, when he goes, want to see something? Oh, it's still there. Ah, uh, it's still there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> It's. I think it's more of a modern thing. Um, sometimes it was really hard to understand the dialogue. Mm. Um, and I think that this is... I, I posted an article recently on my personal social media that uh, posed this... Like the, the headline was something like, no, you're not the only one that's watching movies with captions. With captions because there's a lot of things that go into play, uh, including the, the quality of the audio that was recorded on set. Uh, there's actually, I mean, some could argue that there is a new style of acting that is kind of... Mumbly. Mumbly peg is what well, Bonnie calls it. It's a little mumbly. It, it, you know what and, the quote-unquote real name is? Hmm. And it's created because of Corey's fucking asshole guy that he loves, Mark Duplass. Mm. Like, literally, it's called mumblecore filmmaking, where, like, literal dialogue is unintelligible. And it's just like... All Mark Duplass in, did it? He started, and a lot of people are like, oh, because of... His films, like it's become like a normal dialect of filmmaking. Of uh-huh. like, you don't get the true dialogue anymore, and like it's all it's mostly improvised. Yeah, and it's like 
I don't mind improvisation. I don't mind. I like enunciation, though. Yeah, enunciation. I want to be able to understand what they fucking wrote. No, like, no disrespect, like, Martin Kloss. You're, you're a very no, no, no. talented, smart person. Um, and you're probably really good for the for the world. So it was just there was there was a few moments, not a lot. I just uh, I just want to bring it up as a as a film and what I do. It's just I don't like having to put the subtitles on and and uh, go back and forth between the volume just so I can hear what they're saying to, to highlight it. You love it when they're in a club and the music is at the proper volume and there are subtitles that the filmmaker put in themselves. Yeah. Because yeah. that's realistic. Versus, I'm in a quiet room. It's like, what the fuck did you say? Yeah. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't have heard it. Yeah. Other um, than, is this person's jaw broken? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's just something that I, I again, it is a stretch. Otherwise... But the thing is, we, we so for listeners, we have done uh, Nerds Explain, uh, and we have Josh talk about audio. Yes. It's a thing. If it's enough for you to like... Yeah, and it's the thing is, it's like, I always want to be careful because it's not... I don't like to say that it's anybody's fault. It's just something that like, it has become kind of an industry bad habit. Um, it's just something that has, has happened. And I know that there are some actors that are kind of on my, not my side, there's an aside, but are just like, you know, there's, there's, there's words on the page and it's like, yes, it's very important to establish and act natural. Like, you know, acting, you want it to just like lift off the screen where you're just, you're just, you're, you're watching something happen. You're not like, oh, they're acting. It's, but it's like, Tom, Tom Hardy from Revenant. <laughs> it's not, but it's also good to find that fine line because it's not just a documentary either. It is yeah. acting. It is stylized. It is acting, but I, I, yeah, the dialogue's important. Yeah. Is that your only qualm? That's my only qualm. I, I did otherwise find I enjoy the this. quote um, from Samuel uh, said that it really the harder they fall is book one. I'm always going to go to the old west. I've always imagined the harder they fall as a three parter, as it were, a prequel and a sequel. So it sounds like this next one. In, envisioned is a is a prequel. Okay. Um, and not to le- bury the lead on anything, um, they said, well, are you, are you open to doing more? And he said, wide open, wide, wide, wide open. I'm going to do multiple films in what I call the CCU, the Cowboy Cinematic Universe. Mm. For me, for me, the only nice. thing better than Trudy Smith is more Trudy Smith. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm always going to dive back in. Uh, so it sounds like, to your point, we may get a Trudy prequel, which... I'm here for it. Of course you are. The Corella movie we deserve. Uh, so uh, my, not the one we got. Yeah. The not yet. Um, my my only qualm, and to your point, this is the same thing where it's like I can't blame anyone, but you know, give them another five million dollars to the budget. Um, the last town they're in, Rufus Buckstown, Redwood, feels like a set. Mm. It just mm. feels like a fucking set, and even whether it is or isn't, it just feels like a set because the there is just this level of so crispiness. It was filmed in New Mexico. So it's so crispy. It's so like, and I hate to kind of bleed this into another another thing. Um, it's a little bit of a reason why I've been having a tough time watching uh, certain Star Wars shows. Mm-hmm. Um, because it's like, this is supposed to be the Western. And it's like, cool, show me the wind blowing. Yeah. You know, give, give me <laughs> some sunlight or like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like there's a really good shot. I think it's a shot when um Cherokee Bill gets shot and he walks out. And there's a nice like uh colorized aberration kind of light thing that happens around his head. So you see like it's like almost like a lens flare, but it's around his head. It is a set um that is was created on a ranch in Santa Fe. So 
but I will say this, it looks a lot better than Book of Boba Fett. So, um, but uh, it's, it's, it's just, there's no dust being picked up in the air. Only when you shoot and the smoke comes out. Or like, when you run. Or when you run or an explosion and debris falling, but it's like, it's dusty out there. There is sand being picked. You can walk outside in Glendale and dust will fly in the air to your face. <laughs> yeah. Like so like I so, would say the one that's gotten closest to that for me is Tombstone is pretty damn close to not looking like a set. The worst and this is the tough thing, comparison is the Thief of Joy. Yeah. And anytime I see any desert now, I think of Dune. Oh. And I'm just like, you know how gar- like how muddled every shot is because dust is just clicking like just flickling in the air and you're like yeah, flickling. Yeah. And you're just like that must That's suck. Weird. So your qualm is no, not enough dust. It's it's like it doesn't seem like it's a hard place to live other than getting shot by Rufus Buck. Sure, <laughs> like and him taking all your money. Him taking, but he's also trying to save this town too. And it's just like your qualm is not enough. Not dust. enough dust. Not enough dust. Need more spice melange. Right, 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 right. right. Um, um, all right, I, all I need, right. I need a dune. Okay. Um, all right. No, I just and that's the thing where it's like sometimes like there's other shots where like in their campfire outside the city when they're riding horses like this is fine. Like, all fine, but when they're in towns, it's like, there's no weather here. Like, it is a bright, sunny day. This is, this happens only on Fridays. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it just felt a little like, I'm pulled out a little bit. So, yeah. But it's sure. like, it destroys the movie. But it's like, ah, oh, come on. Yeah, um, that brings us to our ratings. Ratings. Uh, and since Josh and I are tied, I'll go first because if I haven't buried the wait, lead wait, 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 wait. enough. Don't, do I go? Because I have no votes. You, so. uh, you, oh, sorry. It's me and you first. Okay. Uh, we each have one. And okay. I'll go first because... I, I again I haven't buried the lead enough. It's a five. It's like there's there's no qualms. I uh, I'm I was bought and sold. Like this is this is they went, oh, Corey would love this Western movie for they Corey. It, they and made then it they for made Corey it for Powers me. of yeah, Los Angeles. They made California. It, other people happened to like it, but y'all didn't know they made this for me. Yeah. Uh, there's a really small hidden for Corey Powers. Yeah. In yep, the yep, 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 yeah. yep, 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 yep. Everything down to the the twist at the end and the uh, kind of unresolved, like he didn't really get what he wanted. Uh, I love that. He did, but he didn't. And I, I can't wait to... He did, but it cost knock, him. Knock, knock on wood, dive back into this, uh, the CCU, as it's now <laughs> being called. Uh, because I think, um, I think that, that they've got something really wonderful in their hands with everyone, like Josh said, sticking their landing for their part. I mean, this was just such a wonderful way to bring back bring back i mean just to have a western in modern cinema like yeah, to, yeah. like to that's it's wonderful yeah and i i wouldn't mind like a lot of i'll go my number uh, I'll go my next thing i wouldn't mind if more westerns took notes from this and then we got a kind of a little resurgence of it i love a good uh you know true grit you know that's where i discovered Haley field yeah Steinfeld, uh Haley field stein Haley field steinfeld um <laughs> I, I loved her from that. And Haley Field Stein, Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. um, with Kramer. And, um, you know, like, there, there's a sense of, like, we we kind of deserve, like, going back to the Western films and trying to say something else with them. Um, but also, there is room for, like, the stylized format where you can have a blend of storytelling in there. And, again, to Corey's point, I think he mentioned at the beginning of the episode, it's all real people, but not a real story. Where it's mm-hmm. like, yes, you can have people start getting excited about these people. And Cuffy, who's based off of Cathay Williams, it's like that kind of stuff. Where so it's like the way I was describing it. Uh, my my in laws were in town. We watched it last night, and they were like, "Oh, so what's it about?" And I was like, "Well, look, as as white people, we've gotten plenty of stories about real people who have been changed into myth, right? We've got like fucking Robin Hood, the Lone Ranger. Like these were normal people who we've suddenly turned into these." Folklore like, legends. Robin Hood took down Prince John. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He helped out a bit. 
Um, so like it, 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 this is the, the, the black answer to that of like, all right, well, let's take real people from history and let's make our own mythos about it. Uh, and fucking they nailed it. <laughs> Ultimately, it was, it was kind of like a tombstone. Yeah. Um, where you have how many all... stories have we heard about Wyatt Earp? Wyatt Earp wasn't that as cool as he is in the movies. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you love Tombstone. Uh, and I know you love Kurt Russell. But 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 Wyatt Earp was a That's lawman. Cool. He was an outlaw who was a lawman. That is all no. true. He was part of the no. <laughs> the the shootout of the OK Corral was real. But in, in reality, the shootout of the OK Corral lasted, what was it, like seven seconds? I yeah, think? it was very short. Uh, so like, this was dope as hell. Um, so that being said, uh, this film to me is a 4.8. All right. Um. Yeah, not it, enough it, dust. It's, it's really good. I, I want a little bit of dust. <laughs> it's just re- it's point really two good. worth of dust. Point two <laughs> dust. <laughs> yeah, dust. Just, point two. Just you point know how two. much dust is in Dune. <laughs> that's why it's that's called more. Dune. <laughs> <laughs> they had to. Dune. If this the next one called the harder they dust. Guess how much? In I, fact, that's short for sand dune. <laughs> yeah. Guess how? I can't wait for the Prince of Persia episode. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Josh, you're the one with the two votes here at the table. I'm the grump. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, it's a five. Yeah, it's a five. It's a five. This, this is one of those movies that I, I know I said it in a past episode, but this is sometimes you do topics that you're like, no, I get to watch that again. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I watched it twice and I was like, because I watched it when it came out and then for prep, and I was like, oh, cool. I get to watch this movie again. I'm, this is, I am hoping there is a cool steel book for this because that I will shell out for that 100%. I see it. Uh, yeah. I need to. I need to. I need to have this because if the internet goes down someday, I want to have it. Yeah, no, I get <laughs> it's it. It's one of those ones that I'm like, yeah, my secret private reserve. So who gets a shadow on the show? A shadow? No, well, sometimes you say, when you say a shout out on the show, you Oh, a shout kinda, out on the show. Because I kinda, say shout out. Yeah, shout out. Shout out. Um, like no I one. say. Uh, shout out. What's the other one I say? <laughs> I don't know what you say. I say. Perf- no, not perf- Oh, you say uh, familiar. Familiar. Yeah. Say oh, yeah familiar. familiar. I talk for a living. So only two votes for Tom. Oh. Two, two, uh, two people who listen acutely to our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Mitchell G and Matt R. The oh. rest of y'all voted for me and you're wrong for that. <laughs> and you're wrong. Uh, that is the episode. Everybody at home, tell us what you thought of The Harder They Fall. Uh, the best way to continue the conversation is to head on over to that Discord, join it, and get into the movie uh, channel. There, There's always conversations going on, so it's nerdon.tv backslash Discord. And of course, if you're like, no, I don't want to join anything, head on over to our social media and just uh, you know, say hi. Say hi. Comment on stuff and, and things. If you're new to NerdOn, thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, thank you for listening. If you're on we're, we're everywhere podcasts can be heard. So wherever you're listening, thank you for that. If you're Appreciate listening from it. this camera, that camera. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a post-editing thing. That's not even there. They wouldn't be listening from a camera, but they'd be watching. But if you're li- watching and listening from that camera. Yeah, there you go. Camera, there you go. Listening Might be listening camera. through speakers or headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Details. Uh, but thank you for joining us. Check out our website, nerdon.tv. It has all of the information uh, about us, all of our past episodes. They're... There are hundreds of episodes, and some of them can't be on our all of our podcast feeds because some of them have a limit. Uh, so there are over 400 episodes over there. There's a lot. So go ahead and check that out, nerdon.tv. And I'm going to say this every time. Uh, do consider joining the NerdOn Nation. It does allow us to grow. It does allow us to keep doing this. Everything that we do today uh, in our content, in our episodes, all of this stuff is 
possible because the Nerdon Nation has been like, I'm backing you. Like, We're like, here. like we, in here, one got, coin could save our life. We yeah. got a um, we got a review. Oh, yeah, we, we were did. supposed to shout out. We did. I don't ha- I don't have it on my phone right now, but we're supposed it's to from shout B-Rad. it out. from Brad. I can actually. Uh, we should shout out the. Thank you so much for that. By this the way. is what happens when you rate and review us. In fact, we'll I can sh- open it shout you right out. now. Thank and you. We're gonna do that right now. I just now. I want to I want to make sure we get it in the show. Mm. Well, it was so kind. I mean, ratings and reviews. On that note, uh, that is honestly how we can grow as a show. Some people make. They make a decision of whether they're going to listen, whether they're going to watch, based on based on reviews. And this one comes from Brad, and the title is "It Literally Got Me Into Comics." These people are not only well spoken and down to earth, but they're also nerds. Because he'll enter the Twitch chat saying that nerds. Thank you. What up, nerds? Warms my fart. Um, takes takes less than a minute, guys. <laughs> but that is the show. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you all. Take care of yourselves. You know the drill. As always, Nerd, nerd on! on. Indie Broadcast.